Acts chapter 2. I want to speak this morning about sounds from heaven that impact earth. Okay? We, we've got a lot of noise in the earth, a lot of chatter. And I'm not just talking here about audible sounds, but you do have audible sounds. Last night when we were coming home, we stopped at McDonald's um, and we're sitting at McDonald's, you know, around about midnight, and the noise of this music, well, no, sorry, I apologize for calling it music. The, the, the noise from this, the speakers, was just appalling. Sound is important, but it has to be the right sound, okay? And we know that, you know, if you tell your wife, um, oh, you did that wrong, honey. That's a sound that'll get you into trouble. That's a voice. That, am I right? Am I right? I'm, the, the married men are laughing. The, the, the married women are laughing in a different spirit. Oh, uh, you know, that was a wee bit burnt, that dinner. Amen. We know the sounds that get approval, and we know the sounds that don't. Amen. So sound is important. You always say those three words, I love you. Amen. Um, they, can, they can open a lot of doors to favor and blessing. Um, amen. So you know what I'm talking about. Let's just read the scripture. And so we understand the importance of sound, of voice, of words. Man is a speaking spirit. Okay. Um, and the animals don't speak, or they have very limited speech. But man was given the power of words because he's made in the image and likeness of God. Okay? And you know something? Romans chapter 5, verse 14. This is just a wee mini-sermon for you. Something you might never have realized. Because I hear a lot of Christians say, oh, well, you know, Jesus came to restore that which Adam lost. Well, there's a truth to that. But that's not the full story. Because Romans chapter 5, verse 14, and I'm, diver I'm diverse diversifying already, but it's so important for us to see this. I want us to see this. Romans chapter 5 and verse 14 says, Death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned, according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who is to come. He's a type. He's an image. He's, we could even say almost like a hologram, a type of the real. The second Adam, or the last Adam, as the Bible calls him. He's the last Adam because there'll be no other Adams. But the last Adam, the Lord Jesus, he's the fulfillment. Adam was only the type. Adam was only a glimpse to what was to come. Adam was only... Um, you know, he, he was a picture of the perfect man. Perfect in his creation until he fell. But the last Adam is the fulfillment. You know, there's a lot of types in the Old Testament, but they're not the fulfillment. Isaac was a type of Christ, and Joseph was a type of Christ, and David was a type of Christ, but they weren't the Lord Jesus. They were only pointing to him. So Adam was only pointing to Jesus. So we've, we've regained all that Adam lost, but so much more. And what we're about to read here will demonstrate it. Acts chapter 2, let's read it. Look what it says. When the day of Pentecost was fully come. And I want to say this today. I am not ashamed to be Pentecostal. There are a lot of people, they almost apologize for being Pentecostal. And I want to say this, if you're apologizing for being Pentecostal, you ain't Pentecostal. Or let's put it this way, the day of Pentecost has not fully come in your heart. You see, Pentecost has to be about the fullness, the maximum. 
And I want everything that the Lord has in Pentecost and more. Don't you? When the day of Pentecost was fully come, there's a prophetic message in that that says to us, don't go calling yourself Pentecost. You know, I, I, I have been part of and gone to the charismatic churches. I've, I've gone to charismatic churches. I've preached in charismatic churches. And I love charismatic people and churches. But there's an element sometimes of charismatic that really just means diluted Pentecostal. Amen? And so Pentecostals used to get a wee bit, you know, a wee bit, uh, you know, snobby. I'm a Pentecostal. They're only charismatics. Amen? But listen, whatever you, the title you give yourself is, it's the fullness of it coming to you. In other words, the fullness of the Holy Ghost. That's what we're aiming for. Okay? Or that's what we're looking for. That's what we're believing for. That's what we're supposed to walk in, folks. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They were all gathered together. You see, gathering is for a purpose. It's not just uh, to have food, to have fellowship. These things are wonderful. And it's part of the purpose, of course. But the purpose of being gathered together in one place is to receive from heaven that which God has for us and to walk in it and to walk in it in its fullness. So they were all gathered together in one place and with one accord. Do you see that? They, were, they, they didn't have bickering factions. They didn't have some who said, well, you know, I know we're gathering together, but I'm a cessationist. I don't believe in miracles anymore. I don't believe in an interventionist God. There are Christians like that. God doesn't do miracles anymore. Well, if he doesn't do miracles, the greatest miracle of all is being born again. Regenerated by the Spirit of God from the deadness of Adam to the new life in Christ. And if God's going to do his greatest miracle, then surely he'll do a few lesser miracles like healing bodies, raising the dead, and so on. Amen? And providing miraculously. And suddenly, the Bible says, suddenly, God likes to do things suddenly. Amen? And a lot of people say, well, you know, we go through a process, and the process is part of our growth. But I like when God says, suddenly, you know, he just breaks in upon us. I'm believing for suddenlies. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. Oh, glory, glory. It's the sound from heaven we need to hear. Amen. Suddenly, there came a sound. And it didn't come from man. It didn't come from denominational headquarters. It didn't come from the pastor. It didn't come from the people. It didn't come from the, the board of elders. It didn't come from the government. It didn't come from anything on earth. It came from heaven. And we need to hear the sounds from heaven. Amen? We need to hear a voice from heaven. Because there are so many voices in the world. There are, you got anybody in Facebook? Oh, all the voices. Amen? And you know, they encourage you on Facebook, they encourage you to put your voice into the mix. Comments. Here's a story, here's a post. Comments. And all the people line up to comment. And a lot of them are just talking rubbish. Or they're, you know, they want the last word. Facebook is the place for last word freaks. Amen? I want the last word in this. So somebody comes back. Oh, we're not. Okay? So, so many voices, so many TV channels, so many radio channels, so many YouTube, vid YouTube videos. And some of those voices are wonderful. Some of them are sounds from heaven. But I'll tell you what's not a sound from heaven today. Emmerdale. The six o'clock news. It's a lot of these movies. They're not sounds from heaven, folks. They're sounds from earth. And I read something the other day, a former pop star who turned to Christ. He was quite into the occult and got tattoos and stuff. 
And he says, I've been in meetings in the music industry. He says, where certain songs have been prayed over by people in that room at high levels in the music industry. And they're literally conjuring demons upon these songs so that when they go out, they will infest and infect people with demonic presence and anointing. And we knew that anyway. I knew that way back years ago. But he says, I've been in those. He says, they didn't do it with our songs, but they did it with other songs. Sounds. But those sounds didn't come from heaven, folks. They came from the pit. Because there are sounds out there that are from the pit. Woke ideology. There are some churches where the sounds are from the pit. Amen. And there's so many voices, so many sounds out there. But I want to show you something about this. Interestingly, because we want to look at a couple of verses here. This one, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, and it says, There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. That word sound there is the Greek word echos, from which we get the word echo, echo. The word echo, okay? And the glorious thing about this sound from heaven is it's still echoing. They heard it on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem in the upper room and the people, the people heard it. But here's the thing. That sound is still in the earth today because it echoes. It's echoing in here today. And whenever you hear the gospel message, the word of God being preached, under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, you will hear that echo. You will hear the Holy Ghost and the Father and, and Jesus saying to you, the day of Pentecost is fully come. Enter in. Oh, but we've, we've not got the tongues of fire. Well, they, they're there. You just don't maybe see them. There came a sound from heaven suddenly, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. I want to tell you this today, that what we're doing when we gather, what you're doing in your living room, what, what, whenever we gather, it ought to fill the whole house. It ought not just sit in you like a wee matchstick flame. Amen? Some of us were content. We have a wee matchstick above our heads. Oh, I've got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I've, got, I've got the fire, folks. It's not the fire till it engulfs you, the whole house where they were sitting. Some of us settle for a wee candle flame. Some of us settle for an artificial flame. Now that's symbolic, that wee thing there. It's wonderful, okay? It's a symbol of this ministry anciently or going back to. But it's, that's not a real flame, just in case you, you thought it was, okay? Some of us settle for an electric candle. Some of us settle for a plastic anointing. Some of us settle for artificial. But we need the authentic flame and fire of the Holy Ghost. We need authentic, genuine Pentecostal fire. Amen? We need it. We can't function without it. It is life to us. It's not about going back, oh, well, we're going back to days of early Pentecost. We sang the old hymns this morning. Ah, well, it's not about giving me that old-time religion. It's not about nostalgia. It's about, I hear it all the time. I have leaders saying to me, how do we get what these guys walked in? How do we get what Mariah Woodworth-Etter walked in? How do we get what John G. Lake walked in? How do we get what Smith Bigglesworth and George Jeffries and these wonderful men of old they walked in an authority and power. Why don't we have what they have? Here's why. They didn't settle for the artificial. They didn't settle for the superficial. The authentic Pentecost fire was what they hungered after and what they then walked in. And some of us are content just to settle for a wee bit of blessing in the meeting. Amen? That hunger. See, hunger. Hunger is a big key. If you don't have hunger for the things of God, 
for God himself, for the Holy Ghost fire. If you don't have it, I hate to say this, you'll never walk in it to the extent that God wants you to. They were all with one accord in one place. They'd been there, as we know, for a long time. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, verse 2, as of a Russian mighty one, filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues, cloven tongues, it says in the King James, divided tongues, as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The sound from heaven came. And what's interesting about this is that the sound from heaven had a visual effect. The sound was accompanied by tongues of fire. Because we see sound or audio and visual as separate things, but in the kingdom that's not the case. And we're going to see that as we look at this next word uh, in a minute. The, the, the sound came, and with it came the fire. And then they began to speak that which the Holy Ghost gave them to speak. Let me just say this to you. If you hear an authentic sound from heaven, it'll change your speech. And also, it'll bypass the mind. In order to speak in English or in your, your own language, you have to think of the words, don't you? You have to compute the words. But when the Holy Ghost comes, when the sound from heaven comes, and when the, the fire sits upon you, you speak, you don't know with your mind what you're saying, but you're speaking directly to God, or you're speaking directly to devils, but you're speaking into and out of the realm of glory or the realm of the Spirit, you're speaking in your heavenly prayer language. You're saying you don't know. And of course, there is that element where you can ask the Lord for interpretation, not just for the public utterance of tongues, but in your private prayer life, if you ask God, uh, what, what, what am I saying? He'll tell you. And you ought to practice that. Why? There's a sound from heaven. There's a sound from heaven that comes from heaven, and when you allow it to go through your vocal cords, it goes back to heaven. And, and really, in, in many ways, the Holy Ghost literally prays through you using your voice to release into the earth that which God purposes in the earth. So the sound from heaven is not for heaven, it's for the earth. To change things on earth. And if you're not here to be a change agent, a transforming agent of God, of things on earth, then let me ask you, why are you here? You must be here on holiday then. Because we're supposed to be working as co-laborers with God and speaking the things of God into the earth to change earth. That's why the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come. That releases God's kingdom in the earth. Thy will be done in earth. Thy will be done in Gar and Gad as it is in heaven. Thy will be done in Cumbernauld as it is in heaven. Thy will be done in Scotland as it is in heaven. We're releasing God's will into the earth because we heard a sound from heaven. And all of this book is a sound from heaven. But if we don't allow or hear the sound from heaven and we don't allow it to change and transform us, then we'll be no, of no effect upon the earth. And then it says, There were dwelling in Jerusalem, verse 5, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And watch this. And when the sound occurred. When the sound occurred. King James says, When it, it was noised abroad. Okay? In other words, this noise, this sound, what is this noise? It's a sound. When this sound happened, when it occurred, the multitude came together. I'm going to say this to you, and I'm going to be maybe a bit controversial, but I will say it. Is the reason why 
churches are emptying, attendances are dwindling. Not everywhere, of course, not everywhere. And, and the reason not everywhere is because what I'm about to say. But it's the reason that we're seeing decline and declension that we're not hearing from heaven anymore. Because the multitude gathers when the sound occurs. The sound from heaven is a multitude gathering sound. Amen? Multitude, on the day of Pentecost, a sound occurred, tongues of fire came, and it says the multitude came together. We need the sound from heaven, the voice from heaven. And then it says they were confused because they heard them all in their own language. So what's going on? I'm hearing, I'm hearing that guy over there talking in my language, and I know he's from Galilee. So he's not from my part of the world, but he's talking my language. He's, God's speaking to me through this guy. But you see, it only happened. The multitude only came together when the sound from heaven happened, when it occurred, when it was noised abroad. Now watch this. Acts chapter 2, verse 2, that word sound is the word, the Greek word echoes. And it means an echo. And what that means, folks, it's, it's a wonderful thing because what it means is you can reproduce the sound. Now, when you go away from here and someone says to you, where'd you go? I heard a wonderful man preaching today. Oh, is it recorded? Yes, you can hear him too. And this wonderful sermon, this anointed message, other people can share even although they're not here. Okay, and that's true of uh, any time you go and hear a man or woman of God speaking and they're bringing the anointed message, if it's been recorded, you can hear the echoes. You can hear the echo if you go into their podcast, YouTube, send them the link, whatever it is. Isn't that wonderful? That there are men preaching across the earth today, wonderful sermons, and I get to listen to them because I've got YouTube. Amen? YouTube is the greatest invention of the 21st century. The greatest invention of the 20th century was the cassette tape. And what it means is the echoes of the sound of heaven can come to you driving in your car, lying in your bed with your headphones on, or whatever you're doing, you can hear the sound from heaven because it echoes in that recording. Yeah, I believe God inspired the invention of the cassette tape, of the CD, and, 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 and YouTube. Now, I know YouTube can be a bit godless a place, and I know there's a lot of stuff online, but folks, we can hear anointed sounds from heaven. We can hear a whole bunch of junk as well and unbelief. And, you know, the sound from the pit. But folks, that's just the way this world works. There are sounds. It's the sound from heaven that we need to discern. Speaking that about that last night, discerning. Someone was talking about discernment, but it's actually discerning of spirits is the gift. See, some spirits will tell you, and, and I want to tell you, uh, uh, it's a horrible thing. We've had spirits in here that whisper in people's ears, lies. Okay? Didn't come from this place, this pulpit. Didn't come from the folks. But, you know, there are demons around. I mean, we do our best to keep ourselves. But, you know, and, and it might not even have been in here, but there are people that come here and they hear deceiving spirits. And that's true of every church. Ah, that pastor guy, he doesn't like you. Or oh, see her, she doesn't like you. She's plotting against you. And so people jump from church to church because they listen to the voice of deceiving spirits. So go somewhere where the deceiving spirit. In fact, I'm just going to be bold and say they don't come in here, but if you go out there, they might be out there. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are voices, and we need to discern between the voice of the sound from heaven and other voices that will pull you away from God's plan and will for your life and from kingdom purpose. Now, but this word here in Acts chapter 2, verse 6 when this sound occurred, it's not the same Greek word as used in verse 2. It's a different Greek word. 
And this Greek word is the Greek word phony. Phony. And you guessed it. Just like echoes is our root word for the word echo, 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 echo. This word here, phony, in the Greek, is the word from which we get the word phone. Hands up if you've got a phone. Amen? We've all got phones. But the Greek word for phone means sound or voice. And let me tell you, if your phone doesn't have a voice function, it ain't a phone. Amen? So when your phone goes off and you, hello, and someone says hello, you're hearing a voice. And when you put uh, YouTube on or whatever, you're hearing a voice. So your phone is a wonderful instrument to hear the sound from heaven. And this word here that says when this sound occurred, when this phone occurred. See, I believe mobile phones are a wonderful thing. But only if you're listening to the sounds from heaven on them. Not if you're listening to, you know, godless music and so on. When this phone occurred, the multitude came together. You know, I believe that phones are an instrument of God. If you've got, yeah, I've got Bible apps in my phone. So I'm getting the sound from heaven. I'm listening to YouTube videos and different things because I, I want to hear that voice. When this sound occurred, when the phone occurred, okay? Now I want to say something to you. If you go and study out the Greek here, you'll find out that there are different uh, strongs. If you've got any strongs, most people use strongs as vines. But there's also Thayer's Greek lexicon. And that's one, if you want to go, go dig deeper into the Greek. And if you go to Thayer's Greek lexicon, you'll find that he says here that this word phony it means an audible thing, but he says it means to shine with clarity. To shine, like what I said. In the kingdom, sound and your know, audio and visual, they're not as distinct as they are here on earth. You can watch a video, but turn the sound down. And you might get from the, the moving pictures an idea of what's going on. Or you can turn away from the screen or cover the screen and hear the audio. But they're distinct. But in the, but in the kingdom... There's not really that same distinction because if you think about light, Jesus says, you're the light of the world. A city set in hell cannot be hid. Now, what does he mean by that? Because it doesn't mean that you just stand there and everybody sees beams of light shining off you. Am I right? But I want to tell you this. The minute you open your mouth, if you get in that street and stand there, folks aren't going to walk by and go, He's, they're, 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 they're a Christian they're preaching the kingdom because they don't see the light until you open your mouth and start preaching. Yeah? So sound and light in the kingdom are, are not... And what does it say in Isaiah chapter 60? Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. How do we know the glory? Because you've opened your mouth and you've, you've uttered a sound from heaven, you have become, your voice has become, you are actually become yourself. You're a phone broadcasting sound, the gospel, kingdom message, all of these wonderful things. You are speaking these things, you're preaching these things, you're teaching these things. And a lot of times, you see, I'm not saying that you can't stand there and people see a you know, ready break, the glory on you. The Bible says the glory will be seen upon you. But I think a lot of that is connected to what comes out of our mouths. And so we need to be people that speak and share. Now, let me just go a little bit deeper in this. I want to show you this. Uh, Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. And it says here, verse 37, speaking about Jesus, just after he's cast out an unclean spirit. And it says, the report about him, or in the King James, I like the King James, the fame of him. The fame of him. 
I like when Jesus is made famous, don't you? The fame of him, the report about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. The report about Jesus, the fame of him spread abroad. Amen? Don't we want to make Jesus famous? Don't we want to tell people about Jesus? That word fame in the King James or report in my new King James here, <clears throat> that's the same Greek word phone. Phony. It's a sound. It's a voice. It's a rumor. It's a report. It can be translated rumor. And let me just say this to you. Okay, what's a rumor? A rumor is an echo. It's not the word phony. Sorry, my apologies. It's the word echoes. It's the word echoes. That, that word there, report or fame, it's echoes. It's an echo. It's an echo that if someone tells you a story, Eugene told us a wonderful story last week about the, the lady that came last week and said that wonderful blessing and, and prophetic blessing upon the church. But we've been telling people about that. Why? We've been echoing it. We've been rumoring it. Not all rumors are bad rumors. When you share the gospel, you're gossiping and rumoring the truth. You're echoing the sound from heaven. So the, the echo of Jesus was going about all these regions. And people said, did you hear what that guy Jesus did? Have you heard about this man Jesus? What he can do? Why the echoes? The echo. The word here is derived from that word echoes. What does that tell you? Here's the glorious truth I want to get across to you today. When you hear the sound from heaven, you can share it with others. It's not an event, folks. It's not just, well, you know, I went to that meeting and, you know, revival broke out. Or, oh, it's a wonderful message. And God really moved in the place. Just a pity we don't have that more often, folks. The sound from heaven can be echoed. And you know what that means? The sound from heaven is a frequency. Have you ever been on, on, on YouTube and stuff and they say, well, oh, this frequency will heal you or this, the sound, this, you know, this musical scale, uh, you know, it'll make you feel better because there are sounds and there are um, resonances and frequencies. Amen? You know, if you hear someone cursing, what does it make you feel? Oh, you, your spirit man recoils because they're speaking in a frequency. There is a defilement. There is a curse. That's why we have blessing and curse. A blessing. David was with a bunch of guys last night who are all older than him. They, they thought he was older. He must have an old face. But <laughs> he's the youngest there, and he ends up ministering to them because he started talking about how can we break curses. And David told them how to do it. And he says, this is what you do. And, and, and a lot of them are saying to him, I'm going to go home and throw stuff out because you've shown me that's a curse and a defilement in my home. Am I right? And they listen to him and, and, and they're all excited because of what he was saying. This is how you break a curse. Now, not all curses are spoken. Curses can come through, uh, you know, different things that you bring into your house. A, a DVD, a video, a statue. And we all know in different cultures um, that um, they can, uh, people that uh, can pray demons into things. Like I said to you, um, certain music, uh, demons are conjured into the, the sounds of these things. So the frequency of those things, if you allow it into your house, if you let it through your ear gate or through your eye gate, it'll defile your body temple. But how do you get rid of it then? By other frequency waves of sound, by saying what Jesus just did, he cast the unclean spirit out. How'd that spirit get in? Don't matter. But I know how it got out because Jesus spoke words that were on a frequency that says, get out, you foul thing. Amen? And the, the demons, they heard that. Now, we might just hear words, 
And he says, well, Jesus said, oh, get out, you filthy animal. But the demons hear it because it's on their frequency and they have to leave. You see, we have to understand, in the beginning was the Word. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How did he do it? Like me, he, he did it by words. He released frequencies of creation. But there are frequencies of destruction. And we need to understand, if you want to flow in blessing or flow in frequency levels that will lift your life, then you have to put the right sounds into your voice box. And, and they come from the heart. So you're not just going to say, oh, I'll read Psalm 23. If you've been spending all week cursing, you have to cleanse your inner man. You have to make your body temple a place where out of the abundance of the heart, you're releasing blessing and releasing kingdom-building works. Not just for you, but for others around you. That's why we spoke last week. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. You see, you are the key to your city, your town, your village, where you live, your community. You are the key to your family. You know, we hear people saying, I'm a so-and-so. They, they don't know the Lord. They're unsaved. Oh, my daughter's still unsaved. Oh, my daughter's backslid. Oh, my son. Blah, 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 blah. Now, that's wonderful. But what does the Bible say? The Bible says, call them loved that are not loved. Call them what you want them to be. Call them in the place where it was said of them. Call them sons and daughters. Where it was said of them, they're lost. See, I don't like talking about the lost because were you lost? Were you ever lost? Because you were saved before the foundation of the world. So you might have gone through uh, a, a period of lostness, but you were never lost. Because from before the foundation of the world, God called you and had a purpose for you. Anyway, in the short time we've got left, in the next hour and a half, uh, I think you've missed a lesson, cracked that one the other day and got a laugh. So very quickly, Revelation chapter 18. And by the way, what a wonderful message on Tuesday at the fellowship lunch for Mr. Lawson. Um, great preaching. Revelation chapter 18. Let's just see this. You see, the sound from heaven brought about a multitude. And if you go read Isaiah 60, and it says, Arise, shine, your lights come, and then it talks about the multitudes coming, sons and daughters, harvest, everything. There's a sound that isn't just audible, but it, it, it's a, a light shone in the, in, in the darkness of this world. When you release God's word from your mouth, it shines a light in a dark place. But sound is so important. You know, the Bible says God manifests his word through preaching. That's why you go to churches and they say, there are 45 minutes of praise and worship. And let me just say, it's really a concert. I know it wouldn't be hard. I'm not saying there are people, there aren't people worshiping. But a lot of places, they're really just, it's just like, they're just putting on a concert. Listen, Holy Ghost people know the difference between praise and worship and just singing songs to, you know, look how I learned a few new chords. Glory, glory. Amen? Holy Ghost people know the difference between a voice that says to heaven, we worship you, and a voice that says to the audience, look how good I can sing, boys. Look how good I can play. Amen? We've all, we've all been to churches. You go to these churches, there's 45 minutes of that. And then a 10-minute TED talk, a pep talk at the end. That's your, that's your service. You've got the in, intermissions, intimations or whatever, and then you've got the... And then a 10-minute pep talk. Jesus loves you, accepts you as you are, 
don't need to change your life, all that. A motivational talk. Folks, we need to go where the Holy Ghost is speaking in a meeting and it's a sound from heaven. And if that's a three-hour sermon, we need to be there. Well, I've got good news for you. Today is not a three-hour sermon. We'll be finished soon, but I want to show you this before we do. Revelation 18. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice. He had a loud phone. He had a megaphone. He cried mightily with a loud voice. And what did he say? What's the sound from heaven this angel released into the earth from heaven with great authority? Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. Notice he said it twice. But it speaks about the fall of Babylon in Scripture and in other places in Revelation and, 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 um, and somewhere in the Old Testament. I think it's, uh, don't ask me, Isaiah, Jeremiah. Anyway, is fallen, is fallen. Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. Let me just say that the whole chapter is about the fall of Babylon. Here's what I'm trying to say. Babylon will never fall until the sound from heaven is released into the earth. And I want to say this to you. I believe God has given you and I authority to speak these very words into the system, the woke ideology, the woke culture. Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen. In other words, just in case you didn't hear me the first time, Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen. You see, it's all about the double. God wants you and I to release the double, if you want to call it a curse upon Babylon. Amen? Because Babylon will not fall unless God's people tell it to fall. I believe that. It's not, a, oh, it's a sovereign thing. The angel did it, or the angel's going to do it, but we've no part in this, folks. This is written so that you and I can understand the purpose of God. I want to say what God is saying about Babylon. And a whole bunch of people are like, ah, Babylon's taking over. Oh, the Antichrist is coming. Blah, 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 blah. I want to see what God is saying, which is Babylon's fall. Not Babylon's domination of the whole world. Because this chapter tells me Babylon is going to fall. And has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison, for, and so on. Then it says, all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants, look at verse 4. This is what I wanted to see. We're going to close this soon. And I heard another voice from heaven. Folks, if we are not listening to the voices that come from heaven, what are we listening to? Because only the voice from heaven is going to advance you here on earth in God's purpose and in God's kingdom. Only the voice from heaven can bless you. Only the voice from heaven can set you free. Only the voice from heaven can heal your body. Only the voice from heaven can bring you into Abraham's blessing. Watch this. I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. Come out of Babylon. Babylon's coming down. It's fallen, it's fallen. See, just before it does. You know, if you were to, if, if, if you were told right now, Glasgow is going to be destroyed by a nuclear bomb in 24 hours. What would you be saying? Folks, get in your car. Get all your loved ones in your car. Get as much as, and you know, bottled water, whatever, and drive north. Get away from Glasgow because Glasgow is going to fall. Glasgow is going to be blown up. Amen. That's what you'd be saying. And here he's saying, come out of her, my people. Notice he doesn't say, come out of her, all you sinners. He's talking to Zion people. He's talking to his people. That, what does that tell me? Lots of Christians are still in Babylon. Lots of Christians are in Babylonian churches. Lots of Christians are in Babylon 
in terms of their culture, their identity, and so on. And here's another thing. You can get folks out of Babylon, but then you have to get Babylon out of them. So this isn't, an, this isn't just, oh, well, you know, I became a Christian, everything. Folks, we have to be set apart people. Come out of for my people, lest you share in her sins. See, he's telling you, if you stay in Babylon, you'll end up being Babylonian. You'll end up doing stuff that the Babylonians do, or the world does, if you want to call it that. And then he says, unless you receive of her plagues. For God, for her sins have reached heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Then he says this to folks that come out, render to her just as she rendered to you, and repay her double according to her works in the cup which she has mixed. Mix double for her. What he's saying is, when you come out of Babylon, and you see Babylon fall, and you see God's judgment in Babylon, pile it on. Pile it on, guys. That's what he's saying. Re render to her just as she rendered to you. Repay her double. See, we don't know how much Babylon is holding back the people of God. Repay her double. You know what's going to happen when Babylon falls? I'll tell you what's going to happen. In many churches, they're going to send food parcels. They're going to send aid. They're going to pray for Babylon. Oh, Lord, it's terrible what's happening to, this, to, to the system, to these people. Oh, my goodness. The Bible says render to her double. And if you don't, that means you're still in Babylon. See, you wouldn't have to come out of Babylon or be told to come out of Babylon if you weren't still in Babylon. I'm not saying people in here. I'm talking about folks that are in Babylon. Okay. And then, listen, we can read the rest. I don't have time. You know the chapter, or you should. But I want to show you something just to close this off when it says, verse 20, Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. The Bible tells us apostles and prophets are the foundation of church. So when he's addressing apostles and prophets and saying, Rejoice when you see Babylon fall because this fall of Babylon is vengeance for what Babylon has done to the church and to the very foundation of church. So he says, if you're an apostle, if you're a prophet, or we could say, we could widen that, broaden it and say, if you're at all apostolic or prophetic, if you're an apostolic people and a prophetic people, Rejoice when you see these things because it's a vengeance of God for you, for what the system, what Babylon, what the world system, Egypt, Babylon, whatever name, it goes under many names, what that system has done, we would call it today, the woke ideology, the woke culture, all of that, all of that expression and manifestation of Babylon Rejoice when you see God taking vengeance on it because he's doing it for you. But you know how we know about this? Because there was a voice from heaven. See, John was recording what he saw and heard. And he said, I, I, I saw another angel. Another angel. There was a, one angel. Then I heard another voice from heaven. Come out. So he's telling us there are sounds that he has heard from heaven that he's written down that prophetically we should be looking at here. Let me just say this to you. If you're not hearing the voice of saying, come out of her, my people, there's two things going on. You're either not saved because it's my people or you're, all, you're already out and you can rejoice. Babylon should have no place in our lives. The world should have no place in life. We're not talking here about being religious and legalistic and, you know, uh, you know, should I wear my skirt below my, you know, my knees and all that, if you're ladies. And, you know, it's not talking about outward legalistic, uh, you know. And in fact, that all of that is part of Babylon. Because Babylon is all about legalism or all about lawlessness, the two of them together. Amen. But the kingdom is about the grace of God. The kingdom is about P 
people walking and hearing the sound from heaven. You'll hear a voice saying, walk this way. You'll hear a voice saying, walk that way. Turn left, turn right, because you're following the voice from heaven. Sounds from heaven impact earth. Sounds from heaven make the difference between walking in the ways of the world or walking in the paths of the Lord. Sounds from heaven make the difference. They're the game changer in life. I heard another voice from heaven. What did we, we, we started off with? When the day of Pentecost was fully come, there came an echo. There came a sound that can be echoed. In fact, let's just read what it says just as we'll close with us in that wonderful hymn. Um, is it 227? We just we sang it. Sing till the echoes fly above the vaulted sky. And all the saints above to all below reply in strains of endless love the song that never will die. The sound from heaven the comforter has come. That rushing mighty wind that announced from heaven folks, he's here. The Holy Ghost has come. And folks, he's never left. He's never left. He's just the same Holy Spirit today that came and sat upon each one of them. And so we can walk in what they walked in. I'm looking forward to walking down the street in my shadow healing people. Mm -hmm. Aren't you? I'm looking forward to being in invincible and uh, to demons. And I'm looking forward. You know, the Apostle John, the, the old legend that they, they try to boil him in oil and they couldn't boil him. Who wants to be indestructible? Amen? Well, folks, it's really all about hearing that sound from heaven. And when we hear that sound from heaven, that makes us masters on earth. Masters of demons, masters of sickness, masters of the kingdom of darkness. Not so that we can walk about and be you know, arrogant and haughty, but so that we can serve the master and we can spread that wonderful sound and share it with others. The Lord bless you.